So today's topic, I think I've I've been calling it the money episode. I've been calling mm. it Savaholics Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just wrote the word scarcity mindset oh, next to yeah. it on my notes. Does that that's feel... my first bullet point, so <laughs> <laughs> why are we talking about money today, Jason? What well... what happened? to us oh what what indeed i feel like i don't know in this being like an asian identity slash mental health podcast i was having this conversation with this white guy once and he was like oh like what does your relationship with money have to do with being asian and i'm like what like what do you mean like and it was just like I don't know. So evident for me how much money relates to my Asianness and my mental health and whatnot. But like, I guess it wasn't immediately clear for him. And I think mm. I also like struggled to explain it to him a little bit. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how. Like, it just like, what do you like? It's everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, I remember when you like told me that question of like mm. what does money have to do with like our culture and our upbringing mm. and stuff like it took me a second too because I knew I knew it's something I knew it's something big because unfortunately money affects like every freaking part of our lives yeah um but yeah like if I were in that situation I totally would just have no idea what to say because it's like it's like what part of my life isn't affected by like how I was raised so I don't know. I guess today that's what we're going to try to find out is what does money have to do with being Asian or what does being Asian have to do with money? Oh, my God. Um, A two-way street. Two-way street. <laughs> okay. Um, what did you, like, how did you grow up, like, thinking about money? The first thing that I wrote down was um, Nine Tails. <laughs> like so, the Pokemon? Like the Pokemon. Okay. So, did you collect Pokemon cards, Joyce? I did. Okay. What, did you have a shining achievement? What was your like show off card in the playground? Um, I had a literal shiny Charizard that I Damn. traded. No, because it wasn't that cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I traded it for like an Eevee or something. And oh my god! I really hope that guy did not like financially benefit from that oh, interaction did. in kindergarten. Oh my god, it'll be my worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was just proud to have every like mm. Eevee evolution. Oh, <laughs> the whole the whole family tree. I had the whole gang together, and <laughs> I love Eevee so much. So, okay, but what happened okay, with your nine tails? So for me. My sister, I think a core memory, a core money okay. memory for me in my childhood okay. is one time I went to the comic book store or whatever, okay. the store that sells Pokemon cards, yeah. and they have the freaking binder oh with God. all the um, <laughs> cards on sale, and I'm flipping through, and I don't know why I was allowed to do this, but um, my parents said I could buy one and i wow. bought this nine tails wow. i think it was shiny pokemon card and the number fluctuates but i think it was 17 dollars, 17 canadian dollars and for one my, card for one card and my yeah. sister was like you spent 17 dollars on a piece of cardboard like blah 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 I feel like I have a lot of buyer's remorse oh, and I like, yeah. I don't trust my own decision-making with yes, money. Yes, 
For sure. <laughs> so much self-doubt riddles every transaction I've ever made and like will ever make maybe I don't know so I think that's yeah. the thing that I need to unpack is like I put mm. so much weight into the decision making like I feel yeah. like when I buy something now I freaking have like 17 browser tabs open I'm reading like user reviews yeah. in Croatia for like <laughs> I, you know and I'm like why I'm google translating <laughs> like different language reviews oh my god and it's not even for like, not just for big purchases, like just mm. to be clear, right? Like yeah. I do this for anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I used to be really, really proud of it. But lately, not like as I unpack this topic, like I, I like wish I did it less or I wish right. I like cared a little bit less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because totally. I'm in a position where I can care less. So I'm like, mm. why am I like putting extra stress on myself mm, to worry yeah. about like, oh, I got to save like $2.99. For me, it's it like the shame of making the wrong decision. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I bought this Ninetales card. Mm. And was it even the best? Or so I think another adjacent example that I have is um, my parents one Christmas bought me an N64. Afterwards, I think I like, picking which game I want mm. to buy I could never decide wow and I think one time I bought a game I don't even remember what it was it was like soccer 98 or something <laughs> and I just like didn't love it totally but I like asked to buy and I like made the decision like my parents don't know right so right. they're like well this is the one that Jason wanted and so I bought that soccer game but I'm like why did I do this I'm so stupid like I don't even I don't like even this like game. soccer. <laughs> totally, right? And, uh, you know, I think I had Super Mario 64. Totally. And, like, I was, like, really bad at it and I got stuck. But then I'm like, oh, I'm ashamed because, like, my parents spent money to buy it. So I should yeah. finish it. And so I think that kind of, like, chipped away at my, like, confidence and my decision making. Compare that to, um, I feel like, like, pirating video games, yeah. like, PC games on the mm -hmm. internet ethics of a 13 year old aside um i just had so much more freedom being like oh let me try it out i'm not going to commit to buying this game and like yeah. i don't have to ask my parents to be like oh can you like do this it's just totally. like well i can steal it and you know i think that comes with its other host of problems where okay 13 year olds don't need to know about copyright infringement they don't need to know about intellectual property like we're fine we were okay back then <laughs> but, but i i think that just really kind of set me up for mm. my relationship with money and like oh let me do whatever I can let me jump yeah. through all the hoops let me download all the computer viruses as long as I don't have to spend the money I'll put up with whatever yeah it's kind of like the weight mm. of money is yeah. heavier than the weight of like time totally. effort oh like research computer viruses <laughs> <laughs> especially computer viruses <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like all of these things were still less valuable than like money, yeah. or at least that's like what we perceive. Um, mm -hmm. Did you ever like get money, like allowance or birthdays yeah. or Chinese New Year? Like, did you ever like what was your income as like mm. a child? <laughs> child? I mean, the mm -hmm. fact that I even like see it as income, I think shows something, about, right. reveals something about yeah, me. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, I also had this question for you. I personally yeah. did not get an allowance. 
or I didn't, even if I did get money, I didn't like see it that way. So I yeah. think like my parents would give me like a $20 bill. Like, like I think I would spend just at school it. or something like. I definitely wasn't buying clothes. Yeah. Parents did that. I waited for like birthday or Christmas, and Christmas. or anything, like, <laughs> either new video games or Lego. Yeah. yeah. Those were probably the only two places I spent money. True. Um, I just never even like considered this thought of like, oh, I can like buy stuff. <laughs> Occasionally, like um, my neighbor kids would go to the corner store and would yeah. buy like candy. Totally. But I think for that, my parents would just be like, oh, yeah, here's like two dollars. Yeah. It's like, here's spend. what you need to go but I never like was taught that sort of like agency and like this is how to spend money effectively. Yeah. I was only ever taught how to save. Save. So, so true. All so the true. money that I got, I would save. Wow. And this would extend even to when I had my own part time job. I worked at like a Chinese food restaurant mm -hmm. answering telephones. I earned that money, but it yeah. only ever went in and I never like never come back out. Zero. Zero. I because, really think yeah. like the money I made when I was like like 15 when I mm. started working, I'm pretty I feel like that money is like somehow in some way, like still around. <laughs> <laughs> like in just in some way. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get an allowance. My main money memory is like getting money for Chinese New Year. Okay. So I would collect, you know, five to 10 bucks per relative. Mm -hmm. My mom mm -hmm. has seven siblings. What's My dad up? has like six on his side. And when you're unmarried and you're, <laughs> and you're, and I'm like the youngest, like in my, I'm like the baby in my family. Yeah. All my cousins are older than me. So as my cousins started getting married, I started collecting from them too. Oh my gosh. But every year I would look forward to Chinese New Year and I had this like, like piggy bank type of thing mm. in my room where I would, after Chinese New Year, after I get my annual Chinese New Year income, mm. I would literally count it up and I guess I was smart enough to like divide it by 12 at the time <laughs> to see how I could like stretch it between this Chinese New Year and next Chinese New Year. <laughs> but again, I didn't like have anything on my radar I wanted to buy. I'm pretty mm. sure like maybe by that age, I was like buying like makeup or like clothes or something. Mm. But yeah, depth, like the majority of that money it goes into the account and it never came back out yeah um but I would I remember feeling like a lot of pride and I would feel mm. like very pleased with myself I'd be like that's a it's a good year's work of saving and not mm. I would feel like really rewarded by not spending my money but yeah I only really recognize like saving money equals good yeah, I will yeah, yeah. do that as much as humanely possible for as long as I'm breathing oxygen. Like, yeah. And no. I think I was actively praised for saving. Wow. Um, yeah. Because my older sister, mm. she's six years older than me. Yeah. And she, as soon as she could, yeah, like started working like at a restaurant or something. And yeah, mm -hmm. she would spend a lot on clothes mm. or something. I think my sister is notoriously a bad saver in my family. Totally, totally. And that's like a huge point of tension between my dad and my sister. And so mm -hmm. for me, I think 
I internalize that of like, oh, I'm going to save. And that's like almost as a way to like keep peace within the family is to like. And we're both youngest siblings between like two, Mm. you know, between two, because I'm three years younger than my brother. Mm. Um, But we always joke how we both manifested my parents like saveholic tendencies (laughs) in like different ways. But yeah, I've definitely like that's really hard to be like on the other end of I need to do this to keep my family together. <laughs> like it sounds dramatic, but that's kind of the emotional like experience yeah. of it, mm, right? Yeah. Did your parents like talk about money or like yeah, what was the almost like their relationship with money? I think like my parents talk about money more than the average okay. like family did. Like, Mm. I still remember when I was, like, seven or eight years old, we, like, went to TD Bank together. They, like, set up a little bank account for me. I had, like, um, a checkbook back Mm. then. We still needed checkbooks for stuff. Um, And my dad was just very into, like, my dad's, like, effectively, like, a finance bro, I think. Okay. Like, okay. is this not what like finance uh, pros like they're into investing and yes into, like stocks and yes my dad like watches the market he has like okay. an app on his he reads bloomberg like, <laughs> he has a, you know i don't think the fact that he has the bloomberg app means anything because he has like yeah. a thousand apps on his phone mm. but he has it so yeah. i think my dad's like finance bro like mm. you know life and i've always wanted to like ask him like how that happened because my dad immigrated to the U.S. when he was mm. about 19. Okay. So he was still really young. Um, and he just worked like random, you know, random kind of short term jobs until yeah. he got a full time job. Mm. Um, like that's a government job. So I wonder if it's like being around that like white collar mm. environment sort mm-hmm. of primed him for that. Because I'm like, how do you get from like 19 year old Vietnamese immigrant chilling in virginia usa (laughs) to like the finance bro like what is that pipeline what is going on yeah even even like now he's always asking me making sure i'm contributing where i need to contribute i'm like okay i'll do it i'm sorry (laughs) so my dad is also a finance bro but i don't think it i wouldn't use the word bro i think my dad is a finance dad where he (laughs) he watches like um like Chinese YouTubers. Oh my God. Um, who like talk about the stock market oh and they talk about like different investing like techniques or whatever. Oh, or Jesus. like if you like watch this index fund, it totally. will illustrate this or like blah blah blah. And I mean, like when COVID happened, my dad's like, Oh, Jason, let's invest in Air Canada and like all the planes are landed. And then like he like periodically sends me texts where he's like Jason, the planes haven't taken off yet. (laughs) I know, texting my dad is just like a news feed of like various (laughs) events in the world. It's like the stock market. It's like the latest, I know, grocery like recall or something. Mm. But I think like, I feel like my parents, they had like for sure a very like, like tense relationship Mm. with money. And it was also very in some ways, like very hush hush. I knew money was important. Like it was always on their mind. Yes. Like implicitly. Yeah. But 
I think they also tried to protect me in a certain way yeah. from like because maybe they you know they kind of see like the stressful side of it too like money yeah. doesn't always just make people happy it brings people a lot of stress mm. um but then you know that stress can kind of indirectly make its way to you because yeah. it's like you know I would I would see it too I'd be like why are my parents like so adamant about like getting the cheapest price for bok choy this <laughs> week like why do we need to like why can't we go to the 99 cent per pound when it's 88 cents a pound across mm. town and it's mm. like you know we might not explicitly like get it but mm. yeah something happens and another thing my mom does and still does to this day mm. is whenever we're like eating dinner at home and she's cooked she will do a price breakdown um, yes. does your mom do this <laughs> My dad does this, but dad yeah. Does it. Okay. Yeah. She will like give me a full on, like, I think my mom would be such a good YouTuber because people would just be so jazzed to see that the whole meal costs like, you know, $3.50. Right. Like once you break it down mm. the way that she's like, yeah, you know, I got that like pound of chicken, but we're going to eat it for like five meals and da 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 yeah totally the so price that, is right that was Asian like mom that was a big reinforcement of like saving money equals good cheaper mm. dinner equals good totally mm-hmm. my parents buy food on sale yeah. just because it's on sale oh. like they don't even want it like they're just like oh okay, but like yeah. it's a good deal it's a and good deal i've do you like did you do that too i point? actively like it like actively yeah. influences my decision making i went grocery shopping like an hour ago joyce and i'm like this hummus is like 30 cents off like 30 cents literally means nothing <laughs> nothing nothing but i'm like well i guess the i'll allure. buy this one it's well, 30 cents yeah like it does feel like well, I've bought things and like actively thought to myself, oh my God, I can't wait to tell my parents how much mm-hmm. money I saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I've also bought things full price and told myself, mm, I cannot tell them <laughs> how much this was. I'll tell them it was on sale. I'll tell them I had a coupon. Yeah. I just won't bring it up, period. Right. So it affects yeah both sides yeah of of the experience. Um, so I wrote down uh like another memory that I had that I wanted to share with you was okay. um, well if we're transitioning from like past selves to like present selves, I yeah I was having this conversation with my dad about like you know this is how much money I'm making these days and this is sort of my plan. I mean like for the listeners, I'm kind of like transitioning careers and stuff and like used to be making a lot more currently not making any but like, whatever, it's the whole thing. For the sake of this, um, I was telling my dad that I used to like, I just like worked really hard to save money. And my yeah. example was um, I would never take the bus. Like yes. I would just bike everywhere in yeah. Vancouver and I'm like, I'm saving the like 350 or whatever Ooh, on bus fare. Let's go. Um, and I like made this point of like, even when it's cold, even when it's rainy, I like, I make that calculation of totally. like, should I bike today? It's rainy. But Jason, that $3. $3. And Woo. I would tell my dad, I, I was telling my dad this, like kind of like in a proud, like, yeah. you know, I'm like hustling. I'm like working hard. And then my dad just like listened and he's like, oh, like 
it makes me sad hearing you say that, Jason. Like, why are you working so hard to save $3? I worked so hard, so you would never have to do that. And you wouldn't God. even think that way. And I'm like, what? Like, what? I'm doing this for you. And he's like, well, or not, but like, I'm not doing it for you. But like, I thought you would be proud, right? Like, I'm like, look, I'm saving all this money. Yeah. Would you be proud of me? And wow. then he's like, oh, like, I'm sad that you're doing that. And I'm like, oh, how do you, re- how do you recover no. from something like that? Because that conversation happened like a little while ago. Do you think anything since then has changed? Like, did that conversation change any of your like thought patterns or spending pat or saving patterns for that? I matter? think what it's so hard is like it's so automatic. Like it this is. tendency, Sorry, this is my instinct. It's just like uh, gotta, you know, like I was at the store and the hummus yes. was thirty cents off, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy the cheap one. Look at me, I'm a good son, right? Like, yeah it's so hard and I have to like actively like pause take a deep breath take a deep breath Jason is this actually the hummus that you want I don't know like it's the cheaper one like and I like gaslight myself I'm like I can't even tell if this is good or not like you know it's like I only deserve the Mm. like lesser than one or whatever and um yeah it's just you know I would like to think like, okay, I had this conversation with my dad. Mm -hmm. He was sad. It was this big emotional epiphany. And now all of a sudden I'm like more free to spend. But like, no, like totally. I am still like, oh, if you think about it, it's like, like, you know, our early money memories, like think Mm -hmm. of how far back they're going. Right. It's like, like Ninetales card happened so long ago. My (laughs) Chinese New Year, like financial portfolio (laughs) like how did I know how to do that back then and kind of like most you know addictions in a way it's kind of like addictive to like be saving this much and Mm. it's if it's a pattern we've done for literal decades how hard it is Mm. because I've kind of been like rehabilitating myself which I think Mm. is a really extreme way to say (laughs) but Again, emotionally, it feels quite totally. extreme because yeah. I'm so uncomfortable oh every time. God. Every time I'm like pushing myself to be like, you know what? I'm on my break at work. I'm mm. going to buy a coffee and a pastry, even though I have food at home. Oh my god! I'm still gonna do it. Um, because like. Looking at just the numbers, I'm like, I can afford to do this. Mm. Going to restaurants, like, I don't like going to restaurants. I know you don't. Stressful <laughs> for me, Joyce. Like, I intentionally go to restaurants with you, Jason, oh because God. I know it pushes both ah! of us out of our comfort zone. Every time I spend money, it really feels like an emotional win for me. Mm. If I spend money and don't have a mental breakdown within like 48 hours, like, I'm. Yeah maybe 72 hours honestly <laughs> when i'm with friends mm-hmm. it kind of buoys it a little bit yeah. but i'm still like low key running their calculations totally. and like when i'm like scanning the menu i'm like oh let me pick the cheapest one i feel like when i buy something new i buy the cheapest version of it because i don't deserve the good one yet when i got into like 
backcountry camping yeah, and like totally. you know all the gear is really expensive yeah. and um like as you pay more money um it gets lighter and lighter because when you're like going for like two three days into the yeah. wilderness like you don't want to be carrying like the really heavy thing right when I was first starting out, I'm like, I don't even know how much I like it. Like, I didn't, it's not like I grew up doing this. So like, I'm just dipping my toes in. So I went on Craigslist or like Facebook marketplace or whatever. And I bought like a secondhand used backpack and it was like $60 whereas a new one is like $300 or whatever. And so I was like, so proud of myself, but it, you know, it was like beat up and like maybe from the eighties or nineties or whatever. Um, but I'm like, you know, it's heavier, but that's okay. This is just my first backpack in five years time if I still love this hobby yeah I'm gonna upgrade then and also I like I find all these justifications where it's like oh it's good that I have the heavier one because I'm young I'm still fit I can like <laughs> oh maybe God. I'm gonna get stronger like I'm totally. weight training I'm you know what I mean like, I'm from like, this I'm justifying all these reasons why having the shittier option is like yeah. actually better yeah. and I know it's been like 10 years since I bought this backpack. Oh my God. I was for just sure about to I ask I'm for sure I haven't upgraded it. It's still the same one, but I'm like, it still works. It's going to last another 20. You know what I mean? Like It's going to outlive you probably. Oh yeah. Oh my oh. God. That's the dream, isn't it? Like I want everything to outlive me. <laughs> but I think that's also how I treat my objects that I buy is like, oh, I'm going to own this forever now. Yeah. And so I think that's where I'm caught both ways where like, as I do the research, I'm researching as if, I'm going to own this forever. Yeah. But then I also decide to buy the cheapest one because it's like, oh, I don't deserve the fancy one yet. Mm. Because I think that's the like nine tails, like uh, N64 buyer's remorse totally. of like, you buy, Jason, you're bad at decision making. You you <sighs> buy the bad thing. So um, my other example of this is um, some other childhood trauma that I'm trying to undo is like me learning how to play the piano. Oh my um, that's another episode. But um, so over COVID, I, I went on Facebook Marketplace and yes. I'm like, oh, let me buy a like electronic keyboard. And I was like looking at the options. Um, I was talking, telling my friend about this and she's like, oh, yeah, I bought one off Facebook Marketplace and then I never played it, but I could resell it at the same value. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, I never thought about that. Um, but then I was scanning all of these um pianos and then right. i bought like again the cheapest one that i could find yeah it's like very retro <laughs> looking it like doesn't have all these features but i'm like well i don't even know that i'm gonna become really into piano again what if i buy it and never play it and this is mm. on the dust and i've wasted all this money so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna buy the cheapest one if in two years I still love it, then I can upgrade. When did you buy this piano? Oh my God, Joyce, it was two <laughs> years ago. Have I upgraded? No, the no, time no. has come. And Ugh. it just keeps going back to that like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. And it's not even like, I think on one level, it feels like it's about the skill. It's like, yeah. I'm new to relearning piano. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I've never done backcountry camping before. So skill wise, I'm like not like it don't, I don't think it's worth the investment yet but I do think there's like a self-worth element to it where like hmm you know because I'm not good at piano I like don't deserve a nicer uh, piano yeah any any thoughts for you like when you are in mm -hmm. the like decision making process yeah 
are you like thinking about resale value? Are you like, I don't know. Does that like the life cycle of the object yeah. that you and buy? Yeah, you know what? Like if this was a sustainability podcast, like we'd be winning every <laughs> Asian, Asian moms are, are the rigid. most yeah, totally. oh my god my mom it's like totally a side tangent we could do a sustainability <laughs> episode but my mom um used to get like you know Chinese uh food court like takeout mm. like mm. when she didn't want to cook and she was bringing like those glass like casserole dishes to the takeout place oh and ordering because she didn't want it to be packed in styrofoam oh my god and I'm like that's such a like that's such a big brain move. It's like the early two thousands. No one yeah, cares yeah, about yeah. climate change yet. No, no, no. Um, but it's like she didn't even do it for climate change purposes. <laughs> she did she it. Was, yeah, totally. for, for the chemicals. You know, she probably saw something like crazy, <laughs> um, in the news about styrofoam <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the original eco friendly legends. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in the decision making process, it can be really stressful. I think especially because I've shopped secondhand for a really long time. Mm. Like I think almost all my clothes are mm. secondhand, if not like some kind of sustainable something around it. Mm. Um, so I'm always buying stuff with the justification of like, well, I bought it from a consignment store why wouldn't a consignment store just take it back when I don't want it anymore? Mm. But I also very seldomly like get rid of stuff. I think mm. I've gotten better at it, um, especially since I moved and like moved out of my parents' house for the first mm. time. Because um, that happened like two years ago now. And in that process, it's like, a lot of character development, a lot of revealing <laughs> truths come out. <laughs> Especially about money. The decision-making process is always long and I do the research, but the research is fine. It's when I'm like sitting with this feeling of, oh, I could be using the money for something else mm. usually. And then usually that something else is my tax-free savings. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like, again, that's like the peak. That's like number totally. one of yes. like best way to spend my money security. ever. Is, yeah, it's security, isn't it? Like, isn't that what the kind of manic saving yeah. like satisfies for us you know because everyone says once you move out you have to start budgeting and you have to start watching your money but like how do you start budgeting when you've already been like chronically aware of your money totally. your whole life yeah so the first year I moved out I wanted to keep like a budget but it turns out you can actually like I think you can overdo it on that end of the spectrum too <laughs> Yes. Get into your eyes because yes. you are the walking epitome. I'm like, Jason, you can't keep living like this. But I think you can. I needed help unfreezing when it came to mm. money decisions because it wasn't just, actually, it wasn't any big money decision, honestly. It was like when I would be going to the library and it's like 1 p.m. and I haven't eaten lunch yet. I would cycle through every restaurant that I know because obviously mm. I like memorize every restaurant's happy hour. I memorize every restaurant's like mm. schedules and menus and prices. It's like a matrix of like yeah. best value per best what I'm craving plus mm. best price plus like all these different factors. I would like kind of get like decision paralysis mm. in a way where I would not eat anything and like just go home and like be hungry yeah and that happened to me like a lot mm. to the point where I started noticing where I'm like oh 
I can't even like make these really small decisions or on an even like smaller level if I went to like get coffee with like my friends and there would be this like spread of like pastries in the coffee Mm. shop it's like doing the menu scan but like cross value analysis Mm. of the physical items in front of me and I'm like at the cashier and I'm like can I get uh yeah oh my god so in that process it was like oh I have to learn how to make smaller decisions Mm. so that bigger decisions like I I, like I buy camping equipment too or like Mm. buying furniture or Mm. buying like appliances and Mm -hmm. like things that I need and or want didn't feel as daunting I think they still feel daunting yeah and maybe part of that is that self-doubt means that I don't know what I want most of the time oh my gosh totally yeah 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 eating alone helped with that a lot though (laughs) (laughs) yeah I so relate on the like I make that trade-off calculation of how hungry I am to like should I buy something at a food court or whatever and like so frequently I would like eat some nuts that my mom packed for me in my yes, backpack. Yes, you guys always have co- the Costco <laughs> nuts. Everyone knows the Costco nuts. I would just like, almost like treat it as like punishment. Like yeah, if I'm no. like- Oh my God, explicitly. It's like, well, why didn't you prepare? Totally. Why didn't you eat before you go? Why yeah. didn't you bring a snack with you? Yeah, it's my fault. And the fact that I'm hungry is punishment for yeah. like, you should learn your lesson next time mm. that you should be better prepared that yeah. always have. But then little... we like extend the punishment by also like not feeding ourselves. Because <laughs> I think it was the worst for me when I was in university. That's mm. like explicitly like a bad time for. And I think because when you're in university, you have money like bleeding out of you. Like mm. every day you're on campus, you're like, bro, this is like, like $250 just to like be here and like disassociate in class. Yes, yes. So that feeling of like bleeding money constantly mm. kind of pushed me even more to mm. where I was like on campus for like seven or eight hours, like two or three classes a day. And like, if I didn't pack enough food, it was kind of like, oh, like, well, that's too bad. Just eat when you get home. You're yeah. not that hungry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of like, you know, okay, eating disorder episode, we can do that too. (laughs) But yeah, like it's the like that level of like scarcity mindset. Mm. Like looking back on it scares like scares me a lot presently. Mm. So Mm. I kind of like keep that, you know, not to like fear monger myself, Mm. but like whatever, if it's going to work, I'm glad that I have that piece where I'm like, like we're not like it doesn't have to be like this anymore you don't have to like make yourself suffer this much (laughs) right yeah 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 well so I'm gonna circle back to you mentioned clothes yes and you know I, I was telling you the story about like my piano I feel like with clothes I don't like buying nice clothes yeah because when I do have nice clothes, I'm like afraid to use them. Oh. Like it's like, oh, yeah. I don't, I only want to Did anything save... like ever happen, like actually happen? Or this is just theoretically you're afraid something. Like I think in my head, I have this like nice sweater, but it's like dry clean only. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I like, 
why do I buy this? You, like, don't, it you don't actually have to dry clean it. You can just like gently hand wash it. Hand but wash anyway. it. But, it, it, but it, I still like, oh, but every time you wash it, the clothes gets a little bit worse or what, right. you know, like, I feel like just there's a limited amount of times I can wear this shirt. Yeah. And so like, I don't like buying nice clothes because yeah. um, I will never wear them. Mm. When I'm wearing them, I'm like self-conscious Stressed of like hyper, it. like, oh my gosh, am I going to get like something spilled on it or yeah. whatever? Like, I just can't enjoy it. Um, uh, <laughs> uh muji pens we yeah. were at joyce you and yes. we were at muji the other day and um like i don't like you don't use them stationary because i'm like oh my thought is like too shitty i don't want to waste good ink yeah. on my crappy low quality wow. thoughts you know what i mean wow. <laughs> like um that's like the it extent so to which deep, i right? treat myself yeah that's hard I was talking with my mom the other day. She's like, oh, Jason, it's cold. Like, are you going to turn the heat on? And I'm like, even before that conversation happened, I'm like, oh, it's cold. Like, I'm wearing my long underwear. I got like two two pairs of socks on. I got like my extra sweater on. And I'm like, you know, like extra, like, I will go as long as I can wow. until the point where my pipes will probably freeze. So I need to turn oh the heat God. on. But if it's just my human comfort level, screw that. I'm just going to you know where well, that's worth nothing to me <laughs> you know wow. like i said this conversation with my dad about the suffering and the yeah. biking and yeah. you know that was yeah. months ago and yet yeah. here i am suffering <laughs> away we always joke about how we're like raised the same way scarcity mindset it's not until i think you have a counterweight <laughs> to mm. it um because one thing we talked about is like whether you are a could be better, could be worse person. So what this means is like if you're in a situation where you have like a minor inconvenience, like in your home, the example we always use is like you have shoes on the floor and they're like blocking your door from like opening all the way. If you're a could be worse person, you would be like, oh, well, you know, it's not it's not that bad. Like it yeah. could be you know, the door opens, like I can right. get through it. It's not that, mm. you know, whatever, there's some shoes on the floor. But then if you're a could be better person, you would be like, oh, like, how can I improve the situation? Right. I can get a little shoe rack. The Nikos of the world. Yeah. Nico is going to be this like omniscient, like <laughs> third party in this podcast where no one's ever going to hear from him. But all oh you need to gosh. know about him is that he is the antithesis, I think, of everything we live for. <laughs> and he's my boyfriend. <laughs> While being the antithesis of yeah. like, you know, he just challenges like mm. every thought of like saveaholic yeah. tendency like I have, mm. um, where he'll be like, no, we should get like the nicer one. Or just like an older memory that like stands out to me is when we were eating at a restaurant and I was just silently doing my menu scan value mm -hmm. analysis. And he kind of like just kind of poked that little bubble of mine mm -hmm. and just was like, oh, like, what are you going to get? You can order whatever you want. And like in such a nonchalant way mm -hmm. that I'd never experienced before. And I think like a lot of what we're talking about it's like we don't have exposure to people who mm. spend money like 
differently than yeah. freely freely <laughs> with no stress with joy with joy yeah really like they're well i don't know i don't know if your sister like feels real joy uh, <laughs> she feels impulsive yeah yeah it's it's bleeding which is fine but you know there are people who like spend money to improve their lives jason are you aware of how this? dare they how this dare was, they? this was a revelation for me that's for sure which <laughs> is so sad but you know i do feel a little bit of my like personal like guilt of like oh, why am I like this why is it so hard I just chalk it up to like well I've never like seen anyone mm. do it any other way mm. how could I like yeah. conceptualize spending money with ease and joy and yeah. pleasure yeah 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 <laughs> so maybe this is a good point to transition to future oh my god what like how like how do you do that like what 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 are the steps to thanks for listening to the podcast everyone this is the end of the episode actually. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna make it any no that's not true i believe in us because yeah like you know kind of like i was saying in my my elaborate rehabilitation project yes it's not like it's not like not doing anything i think it, mm. it's working and it's taken mm. many years it's a slow, uncomfortable, like, crawl to get there. Mm. Um, and I think, like, especially for us, we like seeing just, like, the very, the information, right? Mm. Like, when we look at our bank accounts, when you made an Excel of your, like, lifestyle spending <laughs> before and after you quit your job and Yo. found that there were no changes, I did, like, something very similar. Mm. And in my, like, oh, I'm gonna, you know... I'm going to do this like healing spending and I'm just going to buy like whatever I want. And I'm oh not going to like think too hard about, oh my God, Jason, it was so scary. But it was things like, oh, I'm going to buy the ice cream that's not on sale because it's like a limited edition flavor. That sounds really good. And like, I want to eat it. Um, So in my like experiment, and again, you can make it as like short or as long as you want mm. to be I do think exposing yourself to that experience is helpful yeah. um because all this to say my findings were that whenever I spend recklessly I'm spending like two percent more totally it's yeah. so it's like the 30 cents of the hummus it, yes it's like that oh my god I was like is this what I was freaking out about like is this oh my gosh and then I look at you know so that's the I guess, monetary value of like what I'm buying. Mm. I look at like the, like the objects or whatever. I'm looking at the things I'm acquiring. I'm like, oh no, I'm like supporting an artist at the farmer's market. I'm buying like organic gelato, like once mm. every two weeks, like mm. watch out. She's crazy. Oh no, I'm <laughs> going to like a Greek food pop-up. Yeah. When you haven't had Greek food in like six months, it's like, mm. watch out. She's yeah. going off the rails. Um, <laughs> so I guess like it kind of helped me to see that, like, I guess one change that I've had recently that I hope continues to change for me mm. is like seeing what I spend my money on kind of becomes like a reflection of the things I value. Okay. And like, I like seeing that I'm doing things that I value. Like, even if money is going to be my only, like, what is it? Like breadcrumb trail <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, You know, when I look at my bank account, I'm a little bit less stressed about the money going down because I right. see like, oh, I'm so glad I could like 
put that money somewhere where I want it to. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I also tell myself, if you don't spend your money, somebody else will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what does the future of money look like for you, Jason? Yeah. Well, it's I, yeah. tough. It's tough. I think so si similar to you. Um, and yeah, shout out to Nico who taught his teaching me that um, good word <laughs> that some people spend money like when you spend money, you're actually increasing its value. Like ah, it's worth yeah. less as money. money. It's worth yeah. more when you pay for something and convert it into yeah. happiness or whatever yes. it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm not quite there yet with food yet or I'm not there with food. Like maybe I'm material not with clothes. Things. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. All, that stuff. All good. Still, still working on it. But um, I think historically where I've maybe been like okay spending is like mm -hmm. when I buy like classes like I mm, like quote, like education like yeah. education quote-unquote yeah. education where I'm investing in like oh Yourself. in myself and like I'm gonna learn something at the end of this so um my example from two days ago at 1 a.m Joyce I um I paid for singing lessons off the rails. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! Um, because I think again, related to the music, buying the piano keyboard. Um, I like joined a choir recently. Um, and uh, at the choir, um, there's this um this lady, and I'm calling her. She's my singing godmother because she like um in the choir, like it's choir songs, but then there's like solo opportunities yeah. and um this person she's like oh jason are you gonna audition for any of the solos and i'm like oh like absolutely not like that was so far from my like yeah. realm of like that's not what i'm here and she's like oh but you should just do it and she's like you should just go even if i don't get it i just like auditioning because you like put the effort in and you work on it and like it pushes yeah. you to be a better singer and i'm like like no way and then and i'm but then like she planted that seed like three weeks ago yeah. and then she was like oh like have you thought about it jason you should go you should go and i'm like oh, i tried like in my like in my closet i yeah. practiced oh um and i'm like no like i'm just too self-conscious like i i don't yeah. think i'm like hitting all the notes like i have to like transition from like my chest voice to like my head voice all that and she, she's like well you know like my singing teacher like really helps me with that mm. like you should just go to a singing coach and just wow. like try it and I'm like what but now then I'm like backpedaling yeah I'm like oh like uh I don't know if I really want to like improve or like because you're new to it right it's another thing where you're new and you're like I don't know like I don't I'll see how I like it this time yeah. and in two years I will do it <laughs> I will upgrade my experience of singing. Well, and so I'm like, I'm realizing like, yeah, I have all these like, um, as soon as she suggested it to me, immediately mm. all these barriers. Of, like, ah, yeah. I can't like spend money on that. Like it's yeah. singing. Like that's like of no tangible value, you know, like yeah. I, what am I, am I going to be a yeah. professional singer? Like, no, of course not. Mm. Um, That's such a stupid thing to wow. spend money on. Like, why would you invest in that? And then, um, and then I think it's like, I'm like embarrassed to like go and like, 
it's like vulnerable to like it's vulnerable to try you know to try of yeah of course and oh my um, God. just to realize like I don't want to go to the singing teacher and him laugh at me of like wow you really are bad like wow you know? um and so it's like why would I pay money for that so I'm like going through this whole like journey yeah and then the mental gymnastics totally so um there's my singing godmother and then I feel like I also have my singing godfather he's this other guy in the choir and I was telling him about it like oh like are you going for an audition or like a solo like what do you think yeah. and I was telling him about like my like my reservations and why I'm self-conscious mm-hmm. and he's like Jason you know honestly this guy's like 45 yeah and he's like I've been going to private singing lessons for like 10 years wow. and he's like it's um you know it's an investment and if you think about it of like in the long term yeah you're not going to be great singing at the best you're not going to be great singing at the start but Mm -hmm. are you gonna let that stop you from improving like are you gonna be bad at singing for the rest of your life he's like you know the first few years I wasn't very good but I kept at it and now I'm much more confident I'm much more free I'm much more like I'm so happy that I like paid for that it's like there is a tangible benefit mm. to practicing something to having like a creative outlet like there's a tangible outcome to trying stuff he said like having like improving the fun of learning is in it of itself worth it like why like like I was like so afraid of like how much money will I have to sink in before I get good but he's like that like why are you thinking like it like that it's like every time you go to class like you are having fun like yeah like why like you wouldn't is... be doing it if you weren't if I was just like hating it the whole time but yeah. I'm only like I'm only paying this money you know it's not yeah. university <laughs> totally totally we're not just like lighting money on fire like the money totally. gets us stuff and like from you know your fairy fairy or your singing godfather's example <laughs> it's like the stuff that are like the kind of self-esteem that he gets from the experience of singing and the practice and the trying yeah it's like how do you put a price tag on that and I was and I think that's how I like was so well we can put a price tag on anything Jason (laughs) and I do and we do (laughs) like don't worry we can do it (laughs) <laughs> like yeah how much is self-esteem worth like certainly not my therapy bill you know what I mean like I just like it's so yeah I kind of want to ship so that was a long story thank you for listening um circling this back to like moving forward how mm. I want to like treat money um I uh okay this is gonna begin another long story so I apologize but (laughs) um I I heard this thing once where um okay it's money time and energy yes um yes matrix the matrix Joyce what is your what is your thought initial thoughts when you hear (gasps) money time and energy yeah it kind of feels like is is this one of those like pick two and your third one's like left to die yeah thing totally yeah yeah I think like you know um no yeah I think I think always for me I have kind of a complex around time so Mm. time has always been a priority (laughs) for Mm. me for anything um like I have a journal entry from when I was like maybe 10 or 11 years old 
where I wrote it was it was like April or something and I was like OMG how is it already April why is time going by so fast mm. and the fact that I'd noticed that when I was like 10, <laughs> I think that is like the single most revealing thing I've ever like written in a journal or diary <laughs> so I'm a big I'm a big fan of time I always think we don't have enough I'm always mm. like freaking out about it um and I think money was always like my number two especially with our like paranoia saveaholic life but I'm trying to demote it Mm. (laughs) I'm in the process I think of demoting it to make more space to have like energy and to like you know do things without being like exhausted right yeah 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 yeah. so you're time scarce your yeah. money scarce and then I think that like impacts your energy is that what you're yeah. saying yeah basically yeah yeah and it's so, like it's like worrying about money took up a lot of my energy mm, totally so by yeah, worrying yeah, yeah. less about money I'll have more energy to like do fun stuff so that's mm. that's kind of what I was inspired by this mm. uh like this triangle. Um yes. and you're exactly right. So how it was introduced to me was when you're um young, you have time and you have energy, but you don't have any money. True. When you're in middle age, you have money and you have energy but you don't have any time yeah and then when you're old and retired you have uh time because you're not working you have money but you don't have any energy Ah. and and so i me listening to that i think i may be still stuck in this time energy phase of my life because i feel restricted by money like Mm. i feel like oh um maybe like money is sort of my limiting decision factor because when I think I started working I was still like making calculations based on I technically have the time and energy to like go on this trip or like take this class Mm -hmm. um like learn how to sing but I was like ah I don't want to invest in the like I could put this money in my tax-free savings account totally like I don't want to spend my money yet so I felt like I was like um like emotionally stunted in that way Mm. where I didn't feel ready to start spending because I felt like so uh, money scarce. And I think I, you know, I have the spreadsheets to prove it that like I do have the money and yet I'm still stuck in that kind of thinking. And so uh, like thinking about my like um, this, like I sometimes uh, relate energy to like motivation. Totally. Like, you know, Jason, I have the motivation to like learn how to sing. And I'm like watching YouTube tutorials and I'm kind of fumbling along and I'm being very frustrated. you You tried that app. Right? I tried this singing the app singing thing, app. singing carrots. Yo, shout out to you if you want to sponsor us. But like, um, I'm again, I'm tr- making these trade-offs where it's like, I'm fumbling my way through. I'm spending way longer. I'm not like really growing. I'm like maybe getting frustrated or I'm feeling stalled mm. out because again, I'm still so afraid to you're, purchase. It's like, it's like in this immaterial way, you're like also choosing the shittiest option for totally. yourself because you don't yeah. deserve like the expedited because essentially like in person or 
like one-on-one lessons, mm. it like expedites your learning so much totally. faster, right? Compared to DIY. Yeah. So instead of like, it's like if you're on a Facebook marketplace page, you're mm. picking like YouTube videos, singing apps, DIY, and you're just like ignoring like the private singing lessons yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, I'm not, package. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But it's, wow. So um, again, this what me being the mm-hmm. future for my like how I want to view money is like mm-hmm. even though I technically have the money the money is still bottlenecking me emotionally yeah because yeah. I'm not willing to be like hey I'm going to invest in myself and mm-hmm. happiness and joy and, and I'm saving willing... you time too right? totally yeah. yeah I'm willing to make that trade-off of this is how much energy I'm going to gain because now I'm going to be motivated. I'm, the yeah. teacher's going to be holding me accountable. Like he's encouraging me. So I'm going to mm-hmm. get so much energy, mm-hmm. so much time saved. Whereas in the past I was fumbling Yeah, just by like money, like money opens that gate to it be does. like, oh, you can do that now. And I'm like, dang it. Like, Why, why did I realize this sooner? <laughs> and yet it's still so like emotionally, like I still have to catch myself. Like all yeah. like, did you have to take a deep breath at 1 a.m.? Totally. Like, um, you know, I think sometimes we talk about how we know things intellectually, yes. but we don't like feel emotionally it the response. Emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Like in totally. my head, my head knows, but my heart doesn't yet. Yeah. So like my head knows all of this stuff with money, right? My yeah. head knows that my dad saved and spent all this. Yeah. So or s- saved. So I didn't have to. I know that intellectually, but emotionally, I'm still it's like... A- we're kind of playing catch up. That's yeah. how I like to see it. It's like, it doesn't mean we have to be like that forever. Mm. It gives me a little bit of reassurance that there's just like a lag, you know, yeah. the brain, I think, gets stuff really fast. But to rewire how your heart like reacts wow. to certain things, that takes a little more time. And I do yeah. think like, you know, the change is happening changes that bought stuff from muji you bought a shoe tray the day after we left that was like the happiest day of my life (laughs) (laughs) um thank you for upgrading my soap dispenser joyce you're welcome that's your birthday present you're a true friend true friends buy each other random like household upgrades that they wouldn't necessarily think because they have emotional trauma because they have emotional (laughs) trauma with money absolutely absolutely and um i think like something or like like a quote that i saw or that i read recently i was reading this poet's memoir her name is maggie smith and it's like a divorce book i don't know why i love reading about divorce so much but i do (laughs) that's okay um I know I love reading I love it when poets write books but I don't like reading poems specifically so it's like a (laughs) book by a poet um because one of the quotes it it was basically okay so in this in this divorce book the chapter or whatever it was about like her kids experiencing um fall for the first time like they were Mm. one year old and Mm. they were like sitting in their living room and like watching all the trees fall and her marriage is falling apart but that's a whole separate thing um but she wrote about like the first time that you see something die of how scary it is because it feels like you don't know if it'll come back or not Mm. so in her example she was talking about like spring and she was talking about like you know the trees dying and the kids being like 
what the like <laughs> that's weird that's strange um and because they haven't experienced it yeah. they haven't experienced spring yet you know mm. they don't have anything they don't have any lived experience to tell them that like oh like don't worry the trees are going to come back the flowers are going to come back and i kind of related that to my like money conquest mm. where it feels like i think for a long time i had this belief that once the money is gone that it's almost never going to come back for mm. whatever reason i will dig into yeah. that with yeah. my therapist yeah <laughs> um but yeah it kind of relates to that like that idea that we just don't have the experience of like right spending money kind of freely and mm. effortlessly um and that's okay and it's not like doesn't have to be like a personal fault to me it's just that mm. I never seen that experience right um, so I think like in my Chinese New Year accounting yeah experience <laughs> um you know the money like came back every year but I think like as I got older you know I'm not as like cute so they don't give me as much money (laughs) in the future Hmm. the one thing that I wrote down is that I want to feel okay telling my parents when I buy stuff at full price and not have it like rock me or like scare me so much I think that's a very that's a big goal for me it's a big goal um, but I think like in the process of getting there, kind of similar to you, Jason, it's like mm. I want to embrace the fact that like money is simply like a tool for mm. us. Like it doesn't have to be so like emotionally charged. Yeah. Um, but again, it's okay that it's emotionally charged right now because what else do we have to go off of? Like our hearts just catching up with our brain. Mm. I think mm-hmm. like, you know, it's kind of our like, 90 day plan or whatever yes. but it's more like a 90 year plan <laughs> for mm. us where I don't know if I'll ever like fully just you know I don't think I'm gonna 180 I feel like mm. this is just so in so deep um but I do think that I would like to reap the benefits of using money to my advantage and not be so scared of it mm. <laughs> as well yeah <laughs> Well, for me, I just want to eat that like $8 ice cream in peace, you know? I know. (sighs) Yeah. To your like Ninetales Pokemon card story. I don't think it's about like constantly making the right choices. I think it's also having space to like make the wrong choice and not having a mental breakdown afterwards. Because there have been times where like, yeah, I get that buyer's remorse. I just don't Mm. want it to like control me or like I order something from a restaurant and it's like not what I expect. Mm. Like, I don't want that disappointment to like ruin my whole day because it has before. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are very good. Um, Yeah. Aspirate wishes, you know, I I wish that for you. They're they're challenges. Side quests, side Side quests. It's all just side quests. Joyce, amazing. Maybe this is a good place to wrap up. I think so. I have no idea how long the recording is, but I think we're about an hour. Okay. Maybe a little bit over an hour. I think so. But that's okay. good. Okay. Cut out some stuff. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to our trauma. trauma. <laughs> it's the Asian healing. If you want to reach out, if anything that you heard, if you had a similar experience with um 
Please tell please, us. Please tell please. us which Pokemon card you bought. Oh no, and which Pokemon <laughs> card you traded away for purely aesthetic reasons. Yes. Yes. Or if you got to experience, because you went to a comic book shop, I bought it. Do you remember Layaway? Like, I have no idea what. That okay, is. so Walmart and like department stores used to do this thing called Layaway, and it's like okay. a room in the back of the department oh, okay. store, and that's where they dealt out Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards for oh. me. So I was like explaining this concept of like Walmart Layaway. Almost no one knows what. Happened. Wait, so it's like, like it's a place. It's like kid daycare. No, layaway is where you can put stuff on hold, I think, or you can like, yeah, it's essentially like their on hold area, but for some reason it also became like the designated trading, trading card, like counter. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So listeners, please tell us which Pokemon card you bought and regretted, traded away and is still mourning. Um, or any other money-related stories. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you in the next one. Yeah, okay, bye. bye!